0: Hello and welcome to the Graceful Growth Podcast, a show where I talk about the real, raw, and vulnerable aspects of life. I am your host, Brianna Bonna, and thank you for being here. Whether you are new or a returning listener, I'm grateful you decided to spend some time listening to me. Let's get to the growth. Hello. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Um, I was gone for a week, but we are back. I just need a little break, you know, not from the podcast, um, just a break in general. I went on vacation. I say vacation, it was really a staycation. We just went down to the the beach and everything like that. But um, I also needed a little bit of motivation, creativity-wise. Um, Not to say that I got into a rut, I definitely have like the next six episodes already planned and constantly as my life goes on and everything like that. But um, just in terms of the direction that I wanted to go with the next few episodes, I kind of needed to take a step back a little bit. And uh, thank you guys for giving me the grace to do that. But we are back. And thank you to all of you who participated in the poll on Instagram about today's topic, which is social media. And I have to say, originally, I only had planned for this episode to be one um, episode with one additional guest. Um, however, as I, one, thought about like my history with social media and also talking to my mom about how she feels about social media, being that she's um, from a different generation than I am and also... Um, talking to my brother, who's also a different generation than I am, and then seeing your poll responses, like the combination of all those things, I was like, I think that I could actually break this down into quite a few different topics um, from a lot of different perspectives, because I did find that I was actually a little shocked by the results. Um, Not to say that there were like an enormous amount of people who participated or anything like that. But the ones who did, I was actually shocked to see their answers. Um, And so I just wanted to go over that, and so first of all, social media, um, well, it feels like it's been around for kind of a long time, it really hasn't been around for such a long time, but how it's so influential, like you know, you see commercials now and they're made with people who got their their fame, if you will, from like TikTok or Instagram, and it's like, and if you're not on social media, you have no idea why that person is relevant, so um. I wanted to touch on that and then just kind of like my upbringing with social media cause it wasn't really a part of my life, you know, for all of my adolescence um, and things like that. So I have the results from that pulled up today. And so my first question for you guys was, do you pay attention to who watches your stories? And 78% of you guys said sometimes of you guys said no, and no one said all the time. Um, So that was interesting to me. Um, My personal answer is sometimes. The next question I asked was why or why not? People typically do not um, say... If I ask them to do free text, they typically don't respond, but it's okay because a few of you did. So, um, one friend of mine, and I'm not, of course not gonna name names just because of how you guys uh, answered some of these, but she's like, just to see if my ch- my crush is checking in. Most of the time, he's not. Uh, <laughs> and then someone else says, I see when people like my story, but I like don't feel the need to check anymore. And then someone else said that um, I forget to check sometimes, and by the time I do remember, it's gone. Um, so that was, those were those responses. My next question was, how do you generally feel during or after scrolling on social medias or on socials, rather? Um, 11% said good and happy. 67% said indifferent. 0% of you guys said inadequate. And 22% of you guys said upset or overwhelmed. Um, and I was not shocked by these. Um, I thought I was going to get a little bit more upset and overwhelmed, but mostly indifferent and um also shocked by the good and happy. (laughs) And then the next question is, be honest. Do you compare yourself to others on social media? Um, 25% of you said yes with people who I know in real life. 25% said yes with people who I don't, who I follow, but I don't know them. And 50% said, no, I don't. Um, which I was very shocked by the number of people who said that they don't. Um, and that that's just me projecting how i feel and things but um anyway and the last question is have you ever taken a social media break for more than and i mean like more than a day and if so why um, and Everyone who responded said yes, that they've taken a social media break. Um, one person said that they it was consuming too much of their time with the wrong things. Um, another said that it's negative and can cloud their head at times um, and hate when there's bad news. And I 100% agree with that one, um, especially about the bad news. So much so that I downloaded an app that literally only gives like good news about things. And they're not like breaking good news stories or anything like that, but just like... You know, I don't want to see a notification about a shooting or a bombing or like somebody got into a fight or somebody, you know, died in a car crash. I, I just don't need to see that every single time that it happens. Um but anyway and then another person said i took a, i took a social media break for 2 months because i felt like i was getting distracted and i also 100% agree with that one as well like i um i can't remember what episode i talked about this in but the 168 and like how much time you actually spend on things like when you really sit down and break down like how much time you spend simply scrolling like if you just take a look right now at your in your settings for your screen time how much time you spend on Instagram or TikTok like on a day-to-day basis like if you just look at one day like I I think I remember one day granted it was in quarantine I was on Instagram for I want to say like seven hours of that day Like I didn't have anything else to do. And it was just like mindless scrolling. Like I'm not even interacting with people at this point. I'm just scrolling. It takes so much time like out of your day. Um, And, you know, so I 100% agree with that one. And I think my big topic that I wanted to talk about today, which it may not hit home for a lot of people, but the comparison, um, I actually had a moment, a full transparency moment. I had a moment over the weekend where I saw that um, someone had been proposed to that I like don't particularly care for, um, and it just also i had some hormonal things going on but i like cried because i was just like like i i want to get married i want to be proposed to why is she getting proposed to like before me and and starting to compare like my relationship to hers which they don't have anything to do with each other and like the logical sound part of me knows that social media is a facade And that people literally only show you what, including yourself, including myself, people only show you what they want you to see. And that's not indicative of what's actually going on. I I have literally been, a a couple weeks ago, I actually went out with um, my boyfriend and a friend and we went to this place and there were like there were some people like a few like groups in front of us and I saw them go in and like I, we went in very shortly afterwards. Um, like I'm talking like five to seven minutes maybe by the time we got up there after that we had been let in after them, they were already leaving and I looked down and saw on this girl's phone that they had taken a picture like to say that they were at the place that we were at and she was already posting it to Instagram like and leaving. Like I swear, and this may not be a shock for some of you, but for me, I was just like, "No, I've literally seen it all." Like they literally went in here just to post that they were here. They didn't even have a good time. They didn't even look like they had a good time. I don't. I don't even think they had a drink. Like, (laughs) not to say that they needed to be drinking, but it was just like, "Okay, wow, you really did that just to show that you were here." I've even seen it at the gym. Like, the guy, the people trying to be like fitness influencers or whatever. Like I literally watched a kid go around the gym and like do a set of like 15 different exercises for his friend to record and then they left. Like he didn't even actually work out. They were just getting content, which not to knock anybody for just getting content, but I do feel that at times trying to get content actually takes so much away from the experience itself. Um, And so that was, that was my little two cents on that. I just went on a little rampage with that, but I just feel like there's so many aspects to social media, not only as someone who creates for social media, but also as a consumer of social media that are just very, very influential. And, and, you know, influence doesn't have to always be a good thing. There's, there's bad influences to it as well. And there, with technology, I think it's interesting that you know we are developing our technology so quickly, but also not. If at least from my perspective, and someone can correct me on this, if I'm wrong, but it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of research done about the actual effects of social media and like the way that our technology is. Um, you know, we we as people are not meant to consume everyone's thoughts in real time all the time that's just not like your brain is literally I'm sure we'll evolve at some point to be able to process those things but at at this time I don't feel that you can like it's just not and, and judging by how like some people say that it makes them feel like yeah it's indifferent but like some people are upset and overwhelmed um and I'll give a little tidbit to uh, one of the guests that I would like to bring on the show, but she used to work in journalism um, and in the news, and it was not an option for her not to be plugged into social media at all times. And I, as her friend, physically saw how detrimental that was for her mental health. And like, that's just, you know, she had to do that because that was her job. But there's a lot of people who are plugged in like that, not because it's their job, but just because they cannot get away. Um, There's something that they're missing. And, you know, even that whole concept of FOMO, like the fear of missing out, like you you compare yourself to all these activities and things that you see people doing Thinking that you're you're missing something the whole time. They just posting that they're there and and not actually enjoying each other's company, and and you're feeling a way about it. Not to say that it's a bad thing, but just just that impact I think is something to be talked about. Um, I I also you know, to go into how it affects people and, and, you know, the way that we process information and and other people's emotions at that, which I want to say is a big one. And, and maybe this is a little bigger for me because I, I identify myself as an empath and I, I really do take in the emotions of other people. Like it is it is difficult for me to watch things of people going through something traumatic without crying. I can know, you know, deep down inside that it's fictional, but I really like like if it were my, my sister or something going through it or a brother or something going through it. Um, but anyway, I visited a friend, um, and they have a kid and it was very interesting to see, you know, it, it, it if any of your friends have kids, it's very interesting, especially if you grew up with them or, you know, just knowing them at any capacity at all, but it's very interesting to watch your friends raise kids. Um, And like what they're trying to instill in them and like i feel like you can almost kind of tell like what they're trying to reverse from like our own generation in their kid um and i just find it extremely fascinating but um anyway we stayed with them for a couple of days and this kid really loves this show on netflix called trash truck like just absolutely loves it um and that's what he was telling us, like, that, those were some of the words that he could say, he wasn't yet two at the time, I believe, but, um, he could talk a little bit, and he was like, trash truck, like, like, I need to watch trash truck, and I guess he, um, that day, he got to watch a little bit more TV than his parents normally allow for him, and also that night was just, like, for him, he was, like, raging. Um, and, like, and I say he's a toddler, so, like, raging to a certain degree. Um, but he, like, that night, he was very upset. He was crying a lot. Um, he There was a lot of things that he wanted to do. He enjoys sweeping. He enjoys mowing the lawn or, you know, the pretend of it anyway. And um, he was upset that he couldn't do that at that time and was very just... Yelling, crying, like just not happy. Um, and you know, when we finally sat down to eat dinner, he threw his chicken nuggets across the table, which, obviously, hilarious, because um, he he was totally having like a little temper tantrum. But also, like he had to go to bed early that night because it was like, okay, this is not acceptable. You know, we tried not to laugh in front of him so that he would know, you know, this is not okay. But. I say all that to say we were having a conversation and they were like, yeah, we really don't like for him to have all of this like screen stimulation um, because of this. And and the mom, uh, my friend, she knew even before he got put down for a nap, like today is going to be Is going to be a rough one because he got to watch a little bit more TV. She said that she could tell with how he woke up from his nap. He was like a little aggressive about it. Like, hey, come get me. She's like, he's not normally like that. But that day, like all of that stimulation for him was a lot and of course in their you know their bodies i don't know how to process and they're already like not able to speak very well um and communicate their feelings very well so it just makes it even worse um but it put it in perspective to me like if that's how he acts at his age when he gets a little bit too much screen time i wonder what that implication has on adults um which a lot of us don't know (laughs) how to actually process our emotions either and it made me think back to my own childhood and when i had my phone um and of course i got into a little bit of trouble for various reasons most of the time for having an attitude um i would get my phone taken away and at first i would be upset but i remember my mom would always say that she liked me so much better when my phone was taken away and at that time i was annoyed by it i just thought that she was just like just saying that just to be spiteful like to remind me that i didn't have my phone but I also was less on edge when I didn't have my phone. And like now I could detach from it a little bit more because like the people who want to talk to me need to talk to me. I typically see them in person anyway. Um and there's some people who I'm like not, you know, in the vicinity of that I talk to a little bit more, but back then it was like me getting a text message. I love when my phone was hopping. Like I love getting all these text messages from my friends, from crushes that I was interested in. And like that hit gave me like some, like a, a dopamine rush that I was like, well, oh, I'm popular, you know, like all these text messages or whatever. But when I didn't have that, it was like I could actually be present in the moment that I was in and not irritated with the people who I was around because they were, they, it was almost like they were taking away from my phone time for me to be present and be with them. And I snapped off even more than normal. Um, But yeah, so I will take a little break here. I've rambled enough, but um, I just wanted to talk, you know, my personal experience with, you know, social media and how I feel it affects me. And I kind of dabbled in that with the Instagram poll results. But I also wanted to, as I come back from the break, touch on things that have helped me in dealing with social media um, in general and how I get it to not make me feel so bad. (laughs) so I will be right back okay so I am back and I wanted to talk about a few things that I have kind of changed my tune on a little bit in regards to social media in general and how I kind of have made it to where I I don't want to necessarily say enjoy it but that I'm not feeling as bad when I'm using it um so first things first um I think after the George Floyd situation, um, I really, that, that was very difficult for me as it was for a lot of people. But one thing that I really took from that is I don't need to see videos on Twitter. Like like I, if there's a video that's posted, it doesn't need to automatically play. Um, still to this day, I am grateful that I have not seen the entire uh, George Floyd video. I've only seen like maybe the first 30 seconds of it. Um, but it, it's just too horrendous to watch. And I, I truly feel I'm not sure if there should be some kind of like censorship for things like that on social media. Like I'm not going to dive too deep into that because I think that we can play in some very dangerous territory in terms of free speech when it comes to things like that. But with, with violence, it it takes way too much of a toll. And so I, you know, change my settings to where videos do not automatically play on Twitter for me, um, just because I need to gauge from, like, sometimes I'll just look at the comments or, you know, look at the quote retweets or whatever on there to see like, okay, what is this actually about? Um, is this something that I can watch um, and not feel, you know, weird about it? Because um, Instagram does a little bit, like I don't want to say a better job of kind of like hey this is may have some disturbing content are you sure you want to watch this um and like sometimes it's not even disturbing like it's pimple popping like that's not and maybe that's disturbing for other people but I wouldn't consider that violence so I kind of I've changed things in that regard um I just don't I don't need to see videos like that um I don't I don't like violence um at all like I can watch you know some Avengers movies and that that's about it for me with the violence. Um, another thing is dismantling like the, the, the hurt and, and personal attacking or the, the personal attack maybe that you feel, or maybe that somebody else might feel from unfollowing. Um, I have just, (laughs) there's just some people It's like, your content is just not something that I want to see. Like, And I I don't, I'm not talking about influencers, because that's even that I feel for me, that's easier to do, because it's like, I don't actually know you, you probably don't even know that I follow you to know that I unfollowed you. But for people, maybe that you actually know, and it doesn't need to be a conversation. But for people who you actually know that post content that you are not wanting to see, and it doesn't even need to be like violence, like, I'm sure that maybe you guys have experienced this, but there are occasionally some people who I will follow on Twitter that I know in real life that like to retweet porn. I don't need to see that. Um, <laughs> like I just don't and it, it has helped that the videos don't play because I've already changed those settings to not automatically play. But also like even the stills of of the video, like I don't need to see that. Um nobody around me needs to see that if they happen to be looking at my phone like it's just it's too much uh twitter now has a function where you can undo people's re- like you don't have to see people's retweets um so if i do still want to follow the per- person for what they have to say i still will but in terms of the videos that they repost i i just don't need to see it um another thing that i've done is trying to curate my feed as best as i can to things that i want to see and and this one is something that um I like I really feel the the effects from this one um I have like again full transparency I have an issue with seeing people especially in the fitness world um and kind of like not comparing my body to theirs per se of like oh I need to look like that but like in terms of the shape that they're in um I have a moment with that of like, okay, I need to be doing better. I need to be doing this. Like I need to look like this and and kind of almost discounting the work that I have done and how strong that I am, even if my body does not like maybe reflect that. Two, two things happened here. One, um, there is this guy, uh, I think his his name on Instagram is like Goob youtube or whatever. I, I don't agree with everything that he has to say, but he definitely highlighted for me the sheer number of people in the fitness community that Photoshop their pictures and like that was so eye-opening for me because I'm just like dang like I think that you look amazing and I'm like comparing you know your shape to mine like dang she really gets after it and here you are still not even comfortable enough in your own body to showcase like what you have without Photoshopping it, And I mean, some of them were just egregious. Like it was just like, girl, like, <laughs> but even there's some of them, I guess he has an eye for it, but there was some of them he was teaching, you know, like, this is how you can spot if someone is actually, um, Photoshopping their body. And I was just like, I like, again, in pure amazement, in pure amazement of the number of people who I had followed like for years that were Photoshopping pictures of their body. And I was like, okay time time to take a step back from that. and then in addition to that just getting more into that field and everything like you know, people assume that, one, all bodybuilders use um, performance enhancing drugs, which they do not. And two, like that doesn't take away from the work that they actually do. But there are some people who do not compete in in bodybuilding that also take performance enhancing drugs to look the way that they do. And then they sell you these programs like, yeah, you're going to look like me or you're going to be in the shape that I'm in if you eat like me and work out like me, not knowing, you know, to you you don't know that there's this other piece that is helping them look like that that is that's not available to the general public and i think it's deceiving and again just goes to show like people only tell you what they want you to know and for like you can't take that at face value like even my friends, like, I'm sure you guys have seen it with your friends. Like you know your friend is in a relationship that she doesn't like. And then three days later, you see her with this paragraph for this dude, and you're like, scratching your head, like, okay, girl, like that is not what you told me yesterday about how you felt about him, not that she was gonna break up. Like, you know, you just never know what people are are going through in that regard. and um so anyway, I say that but also started curating my feed. Um, if you guys do not know what I look like, um, (laughs) you can go into the, uh, graceful growth page where I have tagged my own personal page and you can see what I look like in person, but I am a dark skinned black female. And in terms of like the makeup industry and the fashion industry, I don't think that, um, and this is beyond just in the black race, but dark skin is not it's not promoted. I think that there has definitely been a shift with that in recent years, but like, I did not grow up seeing that, like that, and it's not deemed beautiful or anything like that. So I purposely like have curated, you know, my feed to show me more. I follow more like of the quote unquote, like fashion lifestyle blogger, like influencers that do have dark skin so that I can, that's what's flooding my feed instead because my feed is not going to do that for me they're going to show me what the standard is and uh, unfortunately I'm not the quote-unquote standard um so that's something that I did that I feel like really really helped me in terms of my self-esteem um even when I was younger um on social media I think Instagram came out my freshman year of high school um and Instagram or Snapchat, one of those came out like my freshman year of high school. Um, And so but anyway, just to kind of like combat what I was actually seeing, like, be uh, advertised to me. um, I, you know, I chose to do that. Um, Also, another thing I have on some types of posts, I've stopped looking through the comments. Um, People are really mean. People are really, really mean, and unfortunately, social media is a place where the whole idea of, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all, that is out the window. Um, people think that they can say whatever they want to whoever they want because they they get to, you know, hide behind the, the, the keyboard, if you will, um, and I... <laughs> I'm someone who like in school when I saw other people get, getting bullied I stepped up and said something cuz I like I physically don't like to see it like I like it's not something that I can just like whatever that doesn't have anything to do with me so I also like when I see in the comments it upsets me when I see people being rude for no reason in the comments and like don't get me wrong I definitely have thoughts about things that I see on Instagram of just like okay why is she wearing that or like that's not really a good lip color for her those thoughts definitely cross my mind but it never crosses my mind to actually press new comment start typing that thought out and then post it for everyone on that post to see as well as the creator themselves, ne- never in my mind, <laughs> never in my mind, not even a DM, D- none of that. I spoke when I'm spoken to, like, <laughs> that's it, you know. Um, and then another thing is to implement social media breaks when necessary. Um I think that even though my phone was getting a t- taken away when I was younger for different reasons, um, I still think that you should almost take your phone away from yourself. And then taking your phone away means like getting off of social media. You should, it, you know, if you find that you're a little bit more irritable or a little bit more snappy, take a minute and say like, you know what, how much have I been on social media? Cause it, it is irritating and you don't even know how much it's affecting your mood until you're not on it. Um, I took a social media break like two years ago for like the first like three months of the year. And things I learned about myself is one, I was just bored. I was just bored and didn't have anything to do because I was literally going on my phone and just scrolling and needed something to do with my hands. Um, and so I just started doing puzzles instead on my phone. Um The other thing is, too, I realized like, okay, you don't have to take pictures of things just because you need to post them. Um, Like you can just take pictures of things because you want to have the picture. Like sometimes I will make a breakfast for myself that just like the way that I've plated it it looks amazing. I don't have to share that on social media, though. And not to say it's a bad thing if you share it on social media, but like you should not feel obligated. And I think what I was starting, I guess the difference between like, My time then and my time now on how I choose to post on social media. I don't ever feel obligated to show something. If I want to show you my breakfast, I show it to you. If I don't, then I don't. But before I definitely was like, okay, so many people are like asking me these questions and everything like that on social media and stuff. And like, I feel a need to help them with like their fitness and everything. But like, I feel like I have to show like what I'm doing at all times. And it also made me feel like when... I wasn't like on plan, like when I wasn't like working out or when I wasn't eating properly, like it was just like, okay, I need to be off the social media altogether because I can't show anybody that I messed up. So just that piece of like not being vulnerable, (laughs) um, you know, I, and that's everyone's choice if they want to, to show that or not. But for me personally, it was eating me up that I wasn't being like that on social media. Um, so anyway, that's my two cents and I probably got way too deep into this and you guys are probably like, girl, it's not that serious. And I understand that it's not that serious, but sometimes it do be that serious to me and <laughs> it is that serious to some other people. Um, but anyway, that is, that is my little talk about social media. So anyway, um, for another part, I would like to, um, I'm gonna bring back my mother to talk about social media and her perspective on it because I do think that it is valuable Um, for this piece and, and for me to gain some more understanding on it as well, to see a different perspective on how someone else feels about social media, especially from a different generation, because she uses it in a completely different capacity than I do, as well as my brother, who also uses it in a completely different capacity than both me and my mother, um, And then I'm going to have another part with my friend who I was discussing earlier, who had to be on social media because of her job. Um, And I I want her to sense and I kind of want like to give like a little insight um, that maybe people don't know about, you know, social media and everything like that. And some of the things that she learned, because I I feel that we've had some pretty great conversations about um, how that changed her view on other people on social media. So... Anyway, thank you for sticking around with me here today. That will be a wrap and I will see you guys next week.